Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft Minecraft discussion today. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to be here on this glorious day in the late fall at this minute. And so it's just so contemplative. There's something about, uh, and I think this, this video will actually be released next week, which is December. Um, but right now it's the end of November, and it's so contemplative there's something about november that just feels so also december actually but november's like the foreshadowing of december it's just so spiritual it just uh just like i don't know my inner voice just seems to speak even louder in november something about this the whole atmosphere and the the rusty color and everything and then of course winter is my favorite and so actually uh today what i'd really like to to talk about is sort of the illusion of control and when we so the illusion of control which means that it's also an illusion if we think we're that there's a loss of control because we can't lose control of something we didn't have control of in the first place so that's kind of what i like to talk about and sarah von brednick is my um inspiration for this day and she's you know and she's got her her simple abundance uh, she's the author of simple abundance i have to say it's just a really good day book just to really get give you a lift in the in the day, but for some reason I tend to really appreciate it the most now. You know, the fall and the winter. So, and she tends to start with a quote, which is great. And this quote is by Annie Dillard, and it says, "We are most deeply asleep at the switch when we fancy we control any switches at all." Isn't that the truth? We are most deeply asleep at the switch when we fancy. We control any switches at all. It's because control is such an illusion. It's just such an illusion. I've also been listening to, you know, my other great thinkers. Wayne Dyer talks about this. Abraham Hicks talks about this. Um, Mel Robbins talks about this. You know, they 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 say things in different ways, but they're all, you know, kind of saying the same thing. And when we sit, not I mean sit back and try to manifest your heart's desires, and you know. Yeah, who says that besides those people? Jim Carrey says that. He's talking about manifesting dumb and dumber. It's like you don't just, you know, have this really heartfelt, authentic, authentic desire and then say, okay, and then, you know, sit on the couch and have a sandwich. You know, it doesn't work like that. Um, but as far as controlling and, and allowing and being in this place of allowing and being receptive, this truly is the ticket. It doesn't mean be lazy. We're talking about mentally, emotionally, spiritually, allowing you know having the courage to allow life to unfold and it it's just works out so much better for us so and i also really like how sometimes sarah spices things up with these stories that are usually you know just old and cool and so she starts out by saying life is an illusion the notorious world war one double agent Matahari confessed in 1917 as her eyes met a French firing squad. You know what they say about confessions on the way out. It's the truth whether you believe it or not. Wow. Certainly, Matahari lived the ultimate illusion. She was all things to men. I guess let your mind take that away. At least until she gave herself away by assuming she had it all under control. First, she seduced French officers into divulging military secrets that she passed along to the Germans. Then she cajoled the Germans into giving her information coveted by the French. But the trouble with illusion 
as the famous femme fatale discovered to her regret, is that you can't keep it up forever. Eventually, it all goes up in a puff of smoke, and you might not be left standing when the smoke clears. Jeez, that, that kind of reminds me of that movie, Catch Me If You Can. Um, wow. So that was sort of a, uh, a pretty visual sort of extreme example about how we can be seduced into thinking we have control and then being, you know, hit with a, a brick from reality that we really don't have control. And, you know, um, if we think about it, how much you know, sort of mental torture we put ourselves through, you know, if we think about the relationship between the feeling of the loss of control to anxiety, right? Because anxiety is a gigantic issue in the in the United States anyway, and I'm sure in, um, you know, countries all over the world, and there's such a direct relationship, right? And we're talking about control being an illusion, which means we really don't have to go through all this that we put ourselves through. And I'm not making light of it. And certainly it's an observation, not a judgment, because, you know, those that, you know, deal with anxiety every day are really, you know, it's obviously not pleasant. And, um, and you know, valuable life minutes slip through our fingertips and it's just, you know, however, if we really sort of, you know, take a look at it, I think we can, you know, sort of gain some of that power back. Because, once again, control's an illusion, right? So that means all the we all these thoughts we're allowing to circle around this idea of having control are based in fear, right? So these fear-based thoughts then lead to fear-based feelings, which kind of, you know, spirals into the whole anxiety thing, which just is a, you know, a circle, just a spiral down, right down the rabbit hole, right? So I think this is why... What can you know? We can really benefit from from really landing ourselves in a place of of allowing and being in receptive mode. You might say, "Oh, that's so much easy," you know, you know, easily said than done. I guess you know to a, to a degree, but you know, not really because it's like anything else. What we practice, you know, we get better at. I mean, we know that to be true. Whether it's you know, we've talked about this a lot in different episodes. Whether it's playing the violin. Um, you know, learning French or, you know, whatever. We can practice being mindful. We can practice being grateful. And when we're in the moment, there's no room for anxiety. And, and then take it a step further into this manifesting thing, which people tend to think of oh, it's a touchy-feely. No, it really isn't. It's based in neurology. We know that we are walking balls of energy. And when neurons wire together, they fire together. That's just a fact. So, so, you know, controlling our thoughts controls our feelings, which obviously they're sort of di- dictates our, you know, uh, life and our, and our, you know, how, how enriched it is and our, our well-being and all of that. So, okay. Anywho, uh, Sarah goes on to say, Sarah Bonbrednik, offers, author of Simple Abundance, goes on to say, illusions are the conscious mind's double agents. The ego doesn't like to think that anybody especially the authentic self, can do it better than she can or they can. So she seduces the rational mind into believing those things that help us to make it through the day. That this time he'll stop drinking. That the kid's uh, just going through a phase. 
that the arguments over money and not power. Oh, I like that one. And、uh, that the unworkable will work if you just try a little harder. I'm going to stop right there for a second too, because Abraham Hicks, you know, stuff just comes into my mind because I read voraciously, and I listen to these great thinkers. You know, I have a whole kind of playlist of of great thinkers and of podcasts that I listen to, and、um, I don't mess around with that. I only I only listen to what enriches my life. I don't. Fool with that, and they captivate captivate me in the first sixty seconds, or I kind of move on. And so, though there's a that's a that's a hot list that I have. And so, Abraham Hicks talks a lot about really shifting out of that. Um, because、uh, we effort's important. So I want to make sure I say this right. I'm a big fan of good old fashioned grit, and also though to to kind of shift into or lean into the idea of the energy we give something because it really does matter. Think about when you. When you're just around people, you can tell when someone walks in the room with low self-esteem. They don't even have to open their mouth because they're just putting it out there. Walk on me all over the place, and and it's because they're just not with that is said with, with not with judgment but with observation. Just like you can tell when somebody's authentically confident. I'm not talking about arrogant because that's the ego and it's the polar opposite of authenticity because the ego is is the evil twin of the authentic self. But the point is. We can tell all of this stuff by by what we're giving out. So then she says, "Now maybe all this is true, but if it's not, you're getting your, you're setting yourself up for the double cross. When the subterfuge succeeds, the master illusion, the mind's matahari, moves in for the kill, convincing you that life can be manipulated. No, it can't. So when we're talking about manifesting, we're not talking about manipulation. That's just coming from a An ego place, you know, trying to because manipulation and control the same thing. One's just more subtle, right? Manipulation is just a way to control their people, which is enormously codependent and not what we're talking about at all.、Um, when we talk about manifesting, we're talking about authenticity and listening to your inner voice, and、uh, you know, you have to find out what your heart's desire is, then give you permission to have good stuff. And then start to really listen to those whispers, as Loper says, before they turn to bricks. So we're not talking about being manipulating. That is all the ego. So and we, and this contributes to our dis-ease, dis-dash-ease, because when we're locked into having our needs met externally, we are not comfortable because we're giving other people the control over us. So that's the thing. It's it's an it's an illusion because we we think we're in control of this this and that and this, and whatever we think we're in control of really has to control over us because it's outside of ourselves. Only our when we bring the needs into the living room into the frame, you know, are we really are are we really at the helm and the author of our own script? Okay, so she says life can't. I better back up so that makes sense to everybody. When the subterfuge succeeds, the master illusion, the mind's matahari, moves in for the kill. Convincing you that life can be manipulated, and then Sarah says, "Life can't, but we can." A few weeks ago, sorry, a few weeks go smoothly at home and work, and suddenly we we secretly succumb to the lure of thinking we can control relationships or the course of events. We line everything up in perfect order so that, through sheer force of will, we'll be at the right place at the right time. And when we become addicted to thinking we can control another person's behavior or particular outcome, we're as vulnerable as a crack addict who thinks this hit will be her last. Oh my gosh, I love that. I also loved how Sarah used the word "addicted," which is what it is. Codependency is an addiction, 
And this whole thing about the illusion of control and trying to manipulate people and circumstances is is codependency. The authentic self does not does not have a desire in the world to control anybody else, and she doesn't need any external approval. Again, it feels good. We all like approval. We're not saying we don't like approval. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be in such a positive, you know, wonderful community at Champlain, and we tell each other nice things constantly, and it feels good. The difference is we don't want to go looking for it, okay? Because that's all codependent stuff. So here we go. High end determination. We assume we can handle the day, the deal, the deadline, the divorce, the disease. If we can just keep everything under control. When we can't, we spin dangerously out of control and into a nosedive. This is just the way I, th- I think of like the whole house of cards falling down. And that's why often it often takes that for us to get it. That we're not, you know, in charge, really. And then she says, "Is Melody Beatty? Oh, I love her. She's the author of Codependent No More. Anyway, as Melody Beatty reminds us in, oh, the language of letting go, whatever we try to control does have control over us and our life. That right there is the paradox. Whatever we have the, we we feel like we have the need to control, which again is an illusion. Authentic needs are inside of us. That actually is controlling us." That's the irony, and then she says, "And while we might walk away from the wreck, we're often more upset by the loss of the illusion than by the reality of the rubble." That is a big sentence. We're hanging on to this illusion, this fantasy land, fakey, fakey, fake, fake. Okay, and then we get hit with the reality. So when they're all the house of cards, the house of codependent cards collapses, we're left with the rubble. Okay, and then she says. The good news is that we can pick up the pieces and salvage the best of a bad situation, but only after we become aware that we have unconsciously betrayed ourselves. That is so freaking huge! And right now, I'm thinking of one of my other great thinkers. I go on Jag, so I was on a Brene Brown. Well, I've been on more than one Brene Brown Jag, and she's in my friendship circle with Oprah. Neither one of them know, but we're dear, dear friends. And Brene Brown really does some good stuff with this and boundary setting and and um, you know basically staying within the frame because you know she says the worst thing the worst thing we can possibly do to ourselves is betray ourselves and we do this and there's a spectrum remember life is a spectrum in general so we can betray ourselves a little bit to a lot so no matter how you cut it up whenever we allow that whole external approval thing whenever we We have our needs outside of ourselves, and we allow what other people think of us to matter more than more than what we think of ourselves. That is self-abandonment, and there is no worse thing we can do to ourselves than abandon us. That is just how it is. And then Sarah says, "You can never you can never lose something if you never had it to begin with. You were never in control, and never will be." Let go of that illusion so that you can cut your losses and move on. Acceptance of the inevitable, as difficult and painful it might be today, is the first step toward an authentic trade-off. We trade a life that we have tried to control. Melanie, ba- Melanie Beatty reassures us, and we receive in return something better—a life that is manageable. Oh my gosh, I just love this. I actually used this for the newsletter. At Champlain this week, and、um, already had good feedback from people that just, I guess, we're just needing to hear that. And I always appreciate when people let me know what's working and 
And what isn't if that's the case too, for sure.、Um, always keeping it authentic. But this is a good one because, especially, it's. I think this is a, a good topic. You know, any time of the year, 365 days plus leap year. Though as we enter into the holidays, I think even you know, like those of us who have made progress in this area, it can be the holidays are intense sometimes, and they can really sort of、um, be be a catalyst sometimes for sending us backwards and sliding into these old. You know, sort of codependent habits, and you know, as it's been said, you know, as far as a control thing, whether you,、um, you know, the divine connection here, whether you call it God, higher power, the universe, that it, it's been said that if you really want to make God or say the universe laugh, let her know your plans. So it's just it's it's a much better better idea to start practicing being in a being in a place a, a place of allowing and being in receptive mode. And then focus on really listening to that inner voice, and listen to the direction where you are really meant to be headed. And that's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day and enjoy the holidays. <laughs>